Miss Mary Mac, 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 all dressed in black, 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 and we back, back, back for another one. Nice. Yeah. You know who's not back for another one? Marlon Mac. Marlon Mac. You said Miss Mary Mac, and we're back. Marlon Mac, he's not back. Uh, he's not dressed in black either. I don't think. He is, is he? Bl- he, he, he is, is black. If that's if that counts. Ha, just wear your birthday suit. All <laughs> dressed in black. Chris Pontius. <laughs> <laughs> just get a little party boy in you, and uh, there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. But we're back, like Miss Mary Mac, in the saddle. Second podcast of the new year. It's uh, Tuesday, January fifteenth. I'm with Michael. He's here. Sup, dude? What up, dude? Alex is nowhere to fucking be seen again. Two weeks in a row, just bailing on the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have to sit him down and talk to him. Uh, yeah, he's gonna have to have a stern talking to. Uh, but don't fret, we're back. It's all good. Did you just say fret? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Don't I think fret. I blacked out for a second. Maybe. Uh, we're drinking some fine pilsner beers, Miller Lights. Let's no, go. No free ads, dude. No free ads. But it's delicious. It's it frothy. Is, it's pretty decent. Uh, we're brought to you by the Pulse Podcast Network. I say that ten times fast. Dude. Pulse Podcast Network. Pulse Podcast Network. Pulse Podcast Network. Pulse Podcast. Now I'm done. Okay. I got to like three or four. Uh, the Pulse Podcast Five Network. Breath. Check them out on Twitter at Pulse Podcast Network. A lot of good podcasts on there. Uh, check Including us out. Ours. Yeah, definitely ours. Uh, some other good ones. Some miscellaneous sports. Uh, Pretty much cover half of the cities as far as major sports go. Yeah. Got a lot of NFL, NBA. Uh, I think there saw some MLB. I know there's some wrestling. Some pop culture stuff Some some for your nerdy side. Some comic book superhero stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we have an app newly launched, a Pulse Podcast Network app. Check that out in your app store on iOS and Android. Just search Pulse Podcast Network. Uh, free app completely free it's got all the podcasts on there right at your fingertips can you believe that that app is free when all of us put in so much hard work <laughs> and effort each week yeah so do us all a favor download the app rate the app and uh give give a listen to some of these podcasts a and leave a ones. review while you're at leave it leave a goddamn review would you it's not too much to ask for. Unbelievable, these people. These people, I tell you. But uh, yeah, you've been doing us all a favor, so check them out at Pulse Podcast Network. Also, thepulsepodcastnetwork.com. Uh, check us out. End scene. Uh, good one ahead here. We have Lindell uh, from... What is, I always get the words mixed up. Steelers, Fangirl Nation. From Fangirl Nation. Sounds right. I'll have to double check that. I apologize, Lindell. Uh, but reoccurring guest, she's joining us. Gonna call in, and uh, we got some football to talk about, and definitely some NBA action. So let's do this dance. We've got Lindell on from Fangirl Nation. She represents the Steelers. How's it going? Hi, guys. How are you? 
Great, great. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, one of our only reoccurring guests. We don't have many, so we appreciate oh. it. Yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> for me too. Yay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the football world. Um, but firstly, uh, you went to the Clemson and Alabama game last weekend. Uh, tell us about that. How was that? It was wonderful. And one funny anecdote about the game is all these memes that are out there. There was one that said, ladies, choose wisely. You can watch The Bachelor tonight or Clemson, Alabama is on. (laughs) I was happy to be in the uh, latter category. The game was fantastic. I had never been to Levi's Stadium, and that was fun to see it. It's a bizarre location, but it's very new. And, um, you know, not really having a dog in the fight because I'm a USC fan, it was fun. And I really love the narrative of the underdog, and I loved the passion that Clemson brought. It was a great game, and their team is going to be amazing. They have some true freshmen. They're going to be there for at least two to three years. So I'm really excited for what they have coming up. Those true freshmen really shined. I mean, that receiver was named Ross, I think. And, and then, Higgins. Uh, yeah, and Higgins, and then the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, an incredible game to watch just from home on the couch, but I can't even imagine being there. That atmosphere is probably yeah, out of this world. Insane. It really was. We had horrible seats, but that <laughs> didn't even matter. We had so much fun. As long as and you had the seat. Yeah, we stayed for that celebration after where all the confetti and the fireworks happened. I'm glad we did that, too, because those fans were so excited. And you just pick up on that energy. And that was also a great aspect of the game, seeing the million-dollar band, the Clemson band, the celebration. I felt like we got the whole experience. Perfect. Yeah, well, we're, we're lucky enough for you to have shared pictures and yeah. telling us about it. So <laughs> Glad yeah. you had fun. Uh, very jealous. Very jealous. Um, <laughs> but we've got some not so good news to talk about here. Um, obviously, you represent the Steelers, Steelers Nation. You're a diehard Steelers fan. Um, a lot of, lot of things happening within the organization past few weeks. Um, obviously, Antonio Brown's in those talks. Um, I don't know if you saw Lindell, but he did take Pittsburgh Steelers out of his Twitter bio. And while that might not seem like much of anything, is it an indication maybe he's on his way out? Antonio Brown is a volatile, passionate kind of guy. And those kind of tactics have implications. And if it's not his intention setting the stage for that is dangerous. And so I can only assume he's using that as a very hardcore negotiating tactic, but I mean, that's, it's in bad taste and the concept of team gets taken down with that. So he may be on his way out, but he was less effective this year than he had been in the past. So, you know, if we have attitude in addition to that, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's time. Yeah, and you know, I, you see all these stories from like former players, um, you know, ESPN reporters Ryan saying Clark. Ryan Clark, right, yeah. specifically, um, saying you know he is a bad teammate. He was a bad teammate. He let the money go to his head. If you um, give this man money, you're going to make a monster. Yeah, and it it kind of sounds like he might be right. I think I even saw Bruce Arians commented that uh, AB is not the same player that they drafted. Really. He's- 
he has some behavioral issues, throwing furniture. He called out the mother of his children publicly earlier this year. Just a lot of things that are, you know, not befitting of a professional. So uh, I'm with Ryan Clark in that his comments do make sense. It's going to be painful for the fans because we see the superstar Antonio doing things that many other people cannot do. But this is not a good sign. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and while we would all, I'm sure, hate to lose him and see him go. Um, if you're a true Steelers fan, I feel like you wouldn't really like, I mean, yeah, it sucks that he's leaving, but we're not putting up with your bullshit, dude. Right. Right, right, right. Do you, do you remember this stuff kind of parallel with like other superstar players, like a little bit of the Terrell Owens, just completely emotionally unbalanced and I'm not saying Antonio is totally unbalanced but you know also this year let's keep in mind you know driving your car recklessly on McKnight Road for people that haven't been to Pittsburgh that's really it's just bad judgment and you know you look at the full package and we've got some judgment issues we've got some volatility and we've got some pouting we've got we've got some things that are not looking good (laughs) right and that's saying it like nicely. Right, right. That's sugarcoating it. Um, if he does go though, I mean, he's he's got major value to him. You can get. Yeah. What What do you think that we get for him? Yeah. What do you get for a player like Antonio Brown? And I saw on like Twitter and things, somebody said like, "Oh, you should get at least a second round pick for him." But like a second round pick, didn't Amari, didn't Amari Cooper, Cooper got a two? first round pick. Didn't he get two first round picks? No, just one, I think. But. If Antonio Brown, you need at least bare minimum a number number one pick. You know, one 100%. of the other things one of the other things I loved was I, I don't recall who said it, but they said if you if he's throwing temper tantrums of the Hall of Fame quarterback, wait till he goes to another team. Oh my gosh. You know, someone who can't get, you know, the fourth and you know, thirty two with no timeouts left going. It's just so yeah, we should get a lot for him. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, you never, what's solid and sure giving that up is always scary and change and team building is always scary. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen a few reports now that are saying that he wants to play in San Francisco, you know, with the 49ers. Oh and I mean, like you just said, bit. right. You go over there. <laughs> okay. You have CJ Beathard throwing you passes. You have Nick Mullins throwing you passes. What are you going to do then? Like those are not great quarterbacks. And and what, you, you know, are you going to bitch when George Kittle catches a touchdown? Right. You know, I'll tell you this too. So John Lynch and I went to grade school together. John what? Lynch is a gentleman. John Lynch is an accomplished human being. His dad played for the Steelers. Um, I I can't recall. I think he was a defensive lineman. And the reason that John Lynch and his family were in San Diego is because his dad came out to play for the Chargers. So when you have a guy who grew up, um, John Lynch's dad is very successful in business. So is John. Um, he's not going to put up with speeding down roads. He's not going to put up with any of that kind of stuff. He's just not of that ilk. He is a lovely person. And so, you know, all this, like, bringing my behavior to San Francisco, it's not going to fly. It, it definitely will not. Absolutely not. And not to mention, what does San Francisco have that the Steelers would even want? Richard Sherman? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He's past his prime. He's injury prone. I mean, what do you get from San Francisco? For Antonio I'm not Brown. sure. <laughs> I really am I not. can't even think of anything. No. Richard um, Sherman and Garoppolo. Give me both. Dude, Jimmy G <laughs> is the next QB in the Berg. 
I that would like that. Sounds kind of nice. To He's me. actually from around here by us. Uh, he went to, he went to uh, Eastern. Totally. Well, he was from Arlington Heights, Illinois. So he went to Eastern. Yeah, went to Eastern. Per- makes sense to me. I don't know. We'll, well, see, we'll create a new. We'll create a new hashtag. We have the babes of Steeler Nation. If uh, Garoppolo comes to the Berg, he's going to be <laughs> the babe of the Berg. <laughs> the women, the ladies love Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, heck, I love Jimmy. I don't blame the women. Porn stars love Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, porn stars do love Jimmy, evidently. Fact. <laughs> um, some- I was just thinking quick. So can we package Le'Veon and AB together somewhere? <laughs> You know what? I saw some people say, imagine them. Like the Jets? In uh, in Indianapolis. No, we don't want Indy, the AFC to be good. I know, but a lot of people are saying, like, it. there's a, a very slight, small possibility, like, that could be real one day. And what do we do? What do we get from that? Vinatieri? I Fuck, would take I would it. take it. I would take it. We need a kicker pretty bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, uh, the Bob. Oh. the hell's your name? Boswell. God damn. Oh my goodness. I know. The doink. <laughs> the double doink. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, a lot of uh, other changes, especially coaching staff wise. We see uh, Munchak goes to uh, Denver. A lateral move for him. He took the offensive line coach position for Denver. Kind of a weird move, I think. Well, he was the line coach here. Yeah, but, like, why wouldn't you – He well, they interviewed him for the head coach job, first of all, Denver, did they not? And then he they, he didn't get that, and then they reached out again for the O-line position, and it's like, why would you make that lateral move That's like when I Denver. applied to be a bartender and they offered me the busboy position. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing, yeah. I took um, it. You took it. <laughs> um. It's kind of ridiculous, though, and I hate to see it, and I know all Steeler Nation hates to see it. So you got to ask yourself, why did he leave? I mean, that offensive line is the best in the league. Because you get out of the ship when it's going down. Is that it, you think? (laughs) That's the first thing I could think of. Yeah? Do Do you think he was on the block? Like, he thought, you know, some of these guys are going to be making changes here. I better have a backup plan. Could be. I mean, we saw Saxon leave too, and then uh, yeah. he was just hired in Arizona as their running back coach, David Johnson. If he can stay healthy, man, add another uh, All-Pro running back to Saxon's yep. list of players he's coached. Yeah, last week we uh, discussed how Saxon, under his coaching, he's had Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, D'Angelo Williams, just a slew of incredible running backs. So. Those are. Those are some big names. He'll uh, he'll do well for himself, I assume, over in Arizona. But you hate to see him go as well. I mean, definitely. The Steelers with James Conner and Jalen Samuels. I mean, heck, even Le'Veon Bell still technically on the fucking team. You've got to accredit <laughs> some of that success to him. And to see him just get chopped off like that is like... Yeah, because the Steelers had the best graded O-line all of last season. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I really was. So I, I don't know really what's going surprised. on here. You want to know why? Because we know that all those guys on the line are so good at what they do and like they're like gentlemen off the field. And <coughs> lost it. Never mind. Uh never mind. 
We're good. You all right over there? You look like you're going to vomit. No, I'm golden. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're okay. My bad. Uh, Proceed. But yeah, uh, I was also telling Michael last week, Lindell, that maybe this is like a, a wake-up call or uh, a warning shot to Mike Tomlin. Like, hey, we'll, we're not afraid to just chop you off as a coach, you know. We're not afraid to cut your contract and you better, you know, figure it out here quicker. You could be next. You know, people were saying all year long and taking polls and getting public opinion to weigh in on that. Um, And one of the things I hate is when people make the argument, who else is there? You know, so there's always a guy that can be a leader. And there were just a lot of things that didn't go as well as they could have this season. But to just like bring in somebody new, you know, we've seen time after time coaches come in and just be awful. <laughs> so, right. You know, I, I think it's good to put some fear and, you know, one of the quotes I put up on Instagram was if there is an adversity, I create adversity because it, you know, bonds people and motivates people. And that was a Tomlin quote. So maybe that's a good thing for some own personal adversity. Yeah. And is that Tomlin's move? Like he picks his coaches, right? I'm not sure. Like I've, I have no idea. I think, I don't know. It, if I had to guess, it'd probably vary team to team who makes the calls and shit. But I don't know if that's Tomlin's call or if that's like Rooney's call. No, I can't imagine. You know, there's, there's a lot of alignment on the Steelers between management and coaches and teams. So he must have at least buy in and a, a strong voice in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he had at least something to do with it. But, Again, he's uh, he's probably trying to save his own ass at this point. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, a better year next year. Obviously, Steelers didn't make the playoffs this year. Well, uh, did we mention last week about Joey Porter? Yeah, yeah Joey Porter. Uh, I don't know that I like that either. I, I kind of like Joey Porter and um, have some concerns about who replaces him. I think the team liked him as well. Well, yeah, and we were saying. You know, and a lot of people were saying how Joey Porter might have been an issue in the locker room, and he was like too, you know, cool with the guys and no discipline. But once Joey Porter got fired, all the players were tweeting saying, "No, he was like the man. He only cared about the defense and the linebackers and winning." Like all those reports were false. Well. So, I don't know what to think about that. And the reason I like... I love Joey Porter as a player. Right. For sure. The reason I like him as a coach is because, you know, he's not that far removed from playing himself. You know, it wasn't that long ago that he was in the league. And to have somebody in your locker room that's, like, still so close to it... Familiar. Yeah, so familiar with it and, you know, knows what he's doing and knows what he's talking about. Obviously, he's out there to win. We saw it when he played. That dude fucking is a monster. Always locked in. And... I don't know. I I like to have somebody like that in the locker room to motivate the young guys, kind of show them the ropes, you know? See, so to lose him's kind of... That's kind of the thing with Mike Tomlin. Like, people were saying that he's kind of losing control of the locker room because he, at one point, was, or, you know, is the youngest coach to lead a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, him, is it, do you think him being young and, you know, having those relationships with those guys, you think that's a problem? Uh, I don't know. It might be, but if it is, that's... That's terrible because, I mean, look at Sean McVay, for example. Dude's young as fuck, and yeah. he's about to lead his team to a Super Bowl possibly. And break that record yeah, if so, it's still standing. I don't know. I just I just don't know. 
something needs to something needs to happen. I hope it's a better year next year, like I said, but uh, no playoffs for us. But there was playoff games on this past weekend yet again. <laughs> um, let's talk about those. The Chiefs beat the Colts thirty-one to thirteen. I thought the Colts had it going into the game. I had picked last week, actually, Michael. I think we both picked the Colts to win, didn't we? I believe so. I put a bet in that I, I took the Colts. Yep, we both picked the Colts to win that game. Uh, but they get schlacked, 31-13. Patrick Mahomes, I mean. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. What can you say about the kid? He's incredible. Rookie of the year. He's not a rookie. Damn. He oh, seems no. like a rookie, though. Offensive player of the year Offensive for sure. player of the MVP. year. I mean, he could do it all. Tyreek Hill, fastest son of a bitch ever to step foot on a football field. Dude, and Damian Williams stepping up with uh, Hunt's absence and uh, Spencer Ware being out. Isn't that dude like third string running back and he's just out here putting up numbers? Yeah, he's the reason that I ha- only lost by four in the championship fantasy game because <laughs> oh I my. had him on my squad. Damn. Uh, Chiefs are going forward, man. Look out for the Chiefs. They could do it. I mean, I know they got a young team, but they are hot. Yeah, not looking bad. Not looking bad at all. Um, I wanted to see Andrew Luck do well. I did too, to I be know. honest. I love Andrew. I'm and a Colts fan Hilton too, so well. it's like, and you know what? I said it last week. T.Y. Hilton is so underrated as a receiver. He's so good. No, oh, he's great. I don't think people even realize it. Dude, did Vinatieri miss a kick? Yeah, he did. And it's a damn shame. An extra too. point. It's a damn shame too. Oh man. Yeah, then we definitely don't want him in the Berg. No, <laughs> forget what I said earlier. Damn, <laughs> Boz, you can stay. It's fine for now. Uh, speaking of the Colts, though, uh, former Colts coach uh, Chuck Pagano was hired by the Bears. I like that move for them. Bears are making the right moves. I know they lost their playoff game, but... It's because their offense sucks. Yeah, it's because Trubisky's terrible. I kind of agree with that. You know, I was actually born in Chicago, so I have a ton of friends right, that right. are Chicago fans. And, um, you know, everything was on hold during the playoffs. Like, couldn't make plans to do anything. And one of the things I heard was that Robbie Gold was actually at that game with his son. How poetic is that? Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Imagine what's going through his head. Like, just put me out there for one kick, and I could fucking bang that through. 43 yards. And, uh, Wendell, I don't know if you saw uh, Chicago. A lot of Chicagoans thought that they could hit that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, They did. Yes, I did see that. They don't realize how hard it is. Oh, some of those videos are just hilarious. These people. Goose Island. Yeah, I think it was a Goose Island promotion. Yeah, it was good. It was like you get free something for a year. It was supposed to be beer, but I think they couldn't do that. I don't think anyone hit for it. For legal reasons. But yeah, 100 and something odd people. I think they let 100 people go, maybe. It was like 102 or something, 101. But not a single one of them hit it. 43 yards. Granted, it was snowing. Makes things <laughs> yeah. more difficult. Was it 43 or 48? 43, I think, right? I think it was 43. Um but, you know, it, it is true that it looks – they make the game look so easy, these professional athletes. Oh, yeah. But they're also paid to do that. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing is everyone's like, oh, you know, people make mistakes, blah, blah. But, like, that's your job. That is your profession. If I do bad at my job, I could get fired. Right. If he kicks bad, he's going to get fired. 
And so, like, yeah, I feel bad for the guy because, like, people are bashing him and saying terrible things to him and about him. But it's like, yeah, you're going to get cut, and I understand that very much. Yeah. Well, and the best part, I think, like, <clears throat> it's so funny. He literally practiced his whole life kicking off light posts. Yeah. Cody Parkey. And he just hits nothing but posts. Now it makes sense. But it's insane. I, I didn't know that. Did, you you wow. didn't see that? The irony. Yeah. The irony. Yeah, I saw he posted a few videos or someone retweeted and resurfaced these videos. It was from like 2013, 2015, 2014. And the quote was like, back where it all started, the JC light post. Just practicing on light posts. That's crazy. <laughs> Bold strategy. <sighs> Anyways, uh, the LA Rams beat Dallas. 30 to 22. Thank God. I did not want to see <laughs> Dallas advance. I didn't either. I did not. I, something about Dallas. I've just never been a fan. Maybe because it's all America's team or whatever bullshit. Yeah. My yeah dad. Don't include me in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to see the Rams win. I think they obviously the better They're team. They're the better team for sure. They deserve it way more as it is. So glad to see that. Fucking... Real quick, we gotta talk about. Um, now I can't the even think of his name. Uh, oh. The the running back for the the Rams backup. They just signed him. Like, oh my god, C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Thank you. From hundred twenty three on the ground in a score, two scores. He was with uh, Denver. They cut him. Then he signed to another team for like a day. A day. Didn't even play. They cut him. Picked up by the Rams, and he just goes off for over 100 yards. 23 carries, 123 yards, two scores. And that man is looking thick, by the way. Eddie Lacy thick. Oh, yikes. Cheeseburger Eddie? <laughs> yeah. He's a big boy. Big boy. But Rams move on. Um, <clears throat> Lindell, you said Philadelphia. Now, this was a game. This was a good fucking game. I watched it. I was hanging on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I don't think I watched much of it. I might have caught a, a couple minutes, but Saints beat Philly twenty to fourteen. But um, Elshon Jeffrey—that's the story of the game. Oh, uh, I mean, another not maybe mentally stable person who has to contend with that right. for the offseason. Right. If you didn't see, he dropped the game-winning pass pretty much. Let it go through his hands. Ends up getting picked off. Uh, had he caught it. Eagles would have won. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> not, yeah, not great. Uh, obviously, he was devastated, but... That's tough. You know, people give Philly so much shit, the city of Philly, the team, whatever, but the way his teammates picked him up after that, I saw all these videos, you know, Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, you know, everybody was, you know, quick to... Con- What's the word? Console? Yeah, yeah. Console him, if you will. It, that's awesome. You love <clears throat> to see that. Yeah, it was great to see, so... But... Need to see more of it. Should have been caught. You know, going <laughs> However, back going back to the Cody Parkey thing, you get paid to do this. Like that one's gonna sting it's a little bit. Time, baby. Not to mention for him, he's always he's like, I'm gonna win Super Bowls, blah blah blah. And yeah. Always saying he's got the best hands in the league. That's a quote. Yeah. He said that. Well it, it's not bragging if it's true. So you kinda don't <laughs> want to put your pride before the fall. <laughs> like, right. Right. Afterwards. <laughs> Wait. Not right, a good right. look. Yeah. But uh, the Saints go marching on. I mean, Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, what a running back duo. Best they in really the league. Are. You know, very arguably. 
and it's that's going to be a hard offense to beat. Not to mention Michael Thomas. You got him going off for like 150 yards. He's out of control. <laughs> it's and you know what? Nobody ever really talks about how good he is, and I don't know, do you know why. Do you know his uncle is Keyshawn Johnson? What? Well, that explains everything. Get out. That's amazing. Keyshawn was a beast. He was a beast. He was pretty thick too, huh? Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'm almost, I'm 99.9% that's the case, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Like good genetics, good fast <laughs> twitch muscle. <laughs> yeah. You got some good coaches in your life. Sounds yeah. like. Damn dude. Yeah. He had 171. Yeah. That's so many yards. Uh, but yeah, goes to show good offense will beat good defenses. So saints win, they move on. Uh, the game that really, really irked me Patriots, Chargers. Oh, Philip Rivers, you had one job. One job. <laughs> and you know what? I took him. I took him as my Super Bowl champ, or to go to the Super Bowl, not to win, but they were my uh, underdog. Oh, I'm so, so upset. Patriots absolutely demolish the Chargers, 41 28. It was almost pitiful. It really was. It was so hard to watch. And it's like the Chargers were good all year, they beat good teams. They had beaten the Patriots before, I'm pretty sure. I took the Pats. Yeah, you did take the Pats. I took the Chargers. Not looking good for me. Not looking good for the Chargers. Um, <clears throat> for what it's worth, I did take the Rams and Saints. You took the Eagles. so I would have taken the Eagles, too. I really, really? Uh, can't win them all, but I just, I, I just thought it was, you know, one team is going to slip through at the Superdome. The Saints are a team that wins at home, but there's always one that gets through. That's what I was thinking. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Patriots offense, especially in Foxborough, in the playoffs, it's hard to beat. They've been there yeah. so many goddamn times that it's like... There is no substitute for experience. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, absolutely not. I do want to point out a pretty cool little uh, thing here from that game. Uh, Sarah Thomas... She is the mm. first ever woman to earn an on-field assignment for a playoff game. Yes. Shout out I her. Know. That's... She's had a lot of firsts. Um, first one to officiate a bowl game on the collegiate level. First one to be really? at the collegiate level. Yeah, she has been Damn. a blade runner. She has been a forerunner for this where she is today. Very impressive. It is very impressive. Congratulations to her. That's awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. Breaking breaking boundaries. Look at this. Right in front I mean, of in us. a legitimate way. You know, we hear yeah. these stories all the time and think, well, is it really that big of a deal? I um, have talked to people that have attempted to make it to the professional level, both in terms of uh, officiating in the NBA and the NFL. It not just requires the talent, but it also requires like endorsements. You have to have people that are behind you that say they are right for the job. So she really has built up what her experience is that she got to that level. You can't just do it by being there. You have to be someone that is respected. You have to do it by having people like you. So there's that part of the story too, that I was so impressed by. Yeah, that truly is amazing. It is. I'm, I was just reading right now on uh, Wikipedia about her. <laughs> um, yeah, that's reliable. Her accolades, I guess you can call it. With the United Football League, the NFL, her bowl games, Conference USA. 
awesome. Pretty amazing stuff. And we're witnessing firsthand, so that's even way cooler. Yeah. Um, she, she worked her first varsity high school game in 99. Damn. I was five years old. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, <clears throat> um, like we said, Patriots absolutely demolished uh, the Chargers. The, so The bolt. <laughs> the bolt. Uh, so they're moving on. Obviously, going to be a front runner for Super Bowl favorites. Um, if you had to pick a Super Bowl winner right now, who do you who do you take to win it all? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I. You know what? I want to go with the Rams because you know what? Sometimes I get emotional and I make my decisions that way. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So why the Rams? I I feel like. There is a lot of strategy in the coaching there. I feel like they have a lot of talent, and I feel like the time is right for them. I I know we saw that game with them and the Chiefs in Los Angeles that was supposed to be in Mexico City, and it was just a ridiculous shootout. But I still feel like when it comes to crunch time, you can rely on them to make it happen. So I... I know we have Drew Brees. I know we have Tom Brady that are looking like they've been there before. But sometimes it's just the energy and the passion. And you can feel it as a fan when you're at a game and you know, like, there's nothing stopping them, including a brick wall. And I sort of have that feeling for the Rams. We'll see. I like it. I like it. I hope I hope they win. Either them or the Saints. Those are my two teams I'm rooting for the rest of the way. Uh, but I, we'll see. Do we put a... Super Bowl picks up? Yeah, actually, I, on my pick, I did have Chargers-Rams, and you had Patriots-Rams. So there you go. Nice. Very, very likely, it's looking like. Um, real quick, though, we did mention uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they have a QB situation on their hands now, Lindell. True. If, if it were up to you, uh, I don't know if you actually, if you saw today, they said Carson Wentz is their quarterback, pretty much, is yeah. uh, what reports are saying. But if it were up to you, who do you keep, Wentz or Foles? You know, there's, it's tough because they're both good guys and they both have been there and delivered. And it's kind of tough to say, hey, you were hurt and the other guy now took the team to where they are today. So we're just going to move him along and put him back where he came from. So I'd have to think about it. I mean, there's arguments for both sides, but I, Honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with either, but I think you kind of give your job back to Carson Wentz. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to make that call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, he is a younger guy. Um, but at the same time, Foles won you a Super Bowl, brought you deep in the playoffs this year. Um, That's right. Carson Wentz is injury prone. He's been injured. We see that. I True. don't know. That's a tough decision. So, with that being said, would Nick Foles look good in the black and yellow? Mm, I wouldn't mind it. Oh, that would be awesome. Package, package him and maybe a, a DB or uh, an RB. Yeah. There you go. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Jay Ajay. I was thinking that, but... Uh, like He's hurt too, Devontae though. Maddox from Pitt. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Need a little help in the secondary? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that. Um, one more thing in the football realm, I guess. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this too, Lindell. Uh, Kyler Murray declared for the NFL draft uh, just yesterday, I think, or maybe today, yesterday. Yeah, uh, declares for the NFL draft after already signing 
an MLB contract with the Oakland A's. Um, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> so he, he says he's declaring for the draft, and then he tells the A's, I want a $15 million contract to come play baseball. How athletic do you need to be to demand $15 million out of a team when you hit like 290 in college? Well, you haven't played a professional game. You haven't played a professional game yet. You're going to have to be in the minors for however many years first anyways. I mean... Probably longer than Bryce. And they're considering it. They're actually considering it. Well, yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know. He should talk to Jeff Samarja about how to make that decision. But um, it's... Anytime you hear demand and it sounds like I'm 18 years old and I, or 20 years old and I'm demanding it, it just is a stomach-turning sort of motion, right? Right. And I know he won the Heisman, but, you know, the stories of Heisman busts are as long as the list that are successful. So, you know, you can also look at it and say it's you can have a much longer career in the MLB. Why would you take the NFL? I, I think he really should have had 100% commitment and a decision made one way or the other not playing both because you're the fans are going to hate you you end up looking like a spoiled brat and you know as soon as you get into a position where you're wearing the uniform and representing the team because people are after you they hate you yeah yeah and I saw Russell Wilson wearing a Rangers uniform the other day <laughs> kind of pissed me off no Yankees he's, he's Yankees, spring training yeah. with the Yankees yeah 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 that's different, though. It's just spring training, but I don't know. As far as I know, Kyler Murray didn't do so, that well in college to be the ninth overall pick or whatever it was that he was. I just don't see the numbers in it. I've never seen him play, but based off the numbers, I don't think so. Um, way longer career in the MLB, obviously, but... Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money, but if you want money now, you're a f- first-round NFL pick, get a few mil right away. I mean, it's a, it's a hard decision, obviously, but... Yeah, get that money quick and then retire year one or after year one and then, then go, go play, play ball. The old Michael Jordan, just don't go back. But don't get any gambling problems. Yeah. <laughs> don't do so much blow either. <laughs> Stay away from the blow. Um, I don't know. Just the fact that he's athletic enough and gifted enough to be able to decide on which sport he wants to play professionally. Does that make you mad, Ty? It makes me pissed. Uh, those double threats and triple threats. Once an athlete, always an athlete. It's it's amazing. that I think I told you guys the stories. The Chargers had a softball team here in San Diego, and when you would watch them play, you had you know Danny Woodhead. You're looking at first base, and he's already around at second. Some of these guys are just so, like you said, athletically gifted. Oh, I'll play this sport. I'll play that sport. Yeah. I'll succeed at both. It's it's really impressive to someone like me who's a slow runner and a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> but uh, I can't wait to see which he does. Either way, I'm sure he'll excel at both. But good for that kid, <laughs> man. Yeah. You are gifted. It was cool when Bo Jackson did it, but uh, absolutely. And Dion, Dion, yeah, yeah. prime time baby. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with the NFL playoffs moving forward. All that good stuff. Tracy McGrady tried out in ML or uh, baseball career yeah, not too did. long ago. Didn't he throw like ninety? Yeah, he's, I think he was hugging like ninety-two on the gun. It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, T Mac. Uh, but we do have some NBA, some good NBA stuff going on lately. 
Uh, Lindell, you represent the Philadelphia 76ers in basketball for Fangirl Nation, correct? I do. I love that team. I gotta tell you. You know what? They are fun to watch. Um, they, they've so grown fun. on me in the past few years. Um, but the power rankings came out. Not sure if you saw them. <clears throat> Let me pull them up on my phone here. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Well, let's see how different it is from last week's. Cause we okay, got last so week's power there. rankings. Number 10, the Philadelphia 76ers. There you go. Is this just is this Eastern Conference or is, or is this the NBA power rankings? Uh, NBA power rankings. Okay, cool. Yes. So Philadelphia 76ers at number 10. You got the Celtics at 9, the Spurs at 8, the Rockets at 7, which is incredible considering how amazing James Harden's been playing. Dude, he's insane. The Thunder at 6, which I love cuz I'm a big Russell Westbrook advocate. Uh, the Pacers at number 5. Nuggets oh. at four. Who would have thought that? Not me. No. I think they're number one in the West. <laughs> they very well could be. Uh, the Bucks at number three. The Warriors at two. And the Raptors. A young Raptors squad at number one. Whoa. So there's your power rankings. Uh, number 10, the 76ers. Your team. What, what have they been doing right this year that's put them in the 10th power ranking position? I think they had a lot of movement in the, the off season. Then they brought in Jimmy Butler and um, you know, it was sad to see some of the guys go, but you know, the addition of Jimmy Butler is a, is a great, great piece in the cog. Um, you know, a healthy Embiid is going to be huge for them. And if Ben Simmons gets a, a bunch more plays in his arsenal, it's going to be huge. And learns how and to shoot a jump shot. I was going to say, if he has some jumpers, I know. I feel so bad saying that. <laughs> Our rookie of the year. <laughs> we're criticizing him. Um, and then there's Fultz. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a jump shot. Talk about a disaster. Oh, <laughs> you know, I went to the game that they played out here against the Clippers, and it's so fun to be at a game because there's so much you miss when you are watching it on TV or listening to it. And all these Clipper fans were cheering, we want Fultz. And he's sitting there in his street clothes. In LA. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. He's uh, got like a little man bun going. And there he is, you know, high-fiving his teammates from the bench. <laughs> That's funny. incredible. Yeah, they're going to have to do something about that because it's it's just he played a few games last year. And who knows what's going to happen this year. Now I guess it's the wrist. It's, the whole thing is a mess. And it's time to probably move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they are 28 and 16. That's how they landed in the 10th power ranking position. Uh, second in their division behind the Toronto Raptors, obviously the number one power rank team. Good little squad they got. Kawhi Leonard playing incredible this year. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, they're definitely sure. a threat, definitely a uh, championship contender. You know who's not playing too bad either? Who's uh, that? Joel Embiid. He's leading or tied with Rudy Gobert for the most double doubles in the league. How many? 36. 36 double-doubles. And how many That's, games? Well, what'd you say? They're 28 and <clears throat> oh, 16. Yeah. 28 yeah. And 16. So it's like out of 40-some games. Uh, you know, one of the greatest tweets that I saw was right after, and it was at the beginning of the year, Joel Embiid said, I hate shooting threes. And I'm trying to recall who it was that said, that is the greatest line that's been sold in the NBA all season. <laughs> it's just, Joel just knows how to work the media. He just totally yeah, understands how to create buzz. And he's just funny. Um, but 
he is also when you see him play he it's it's a different offense the offense kind of runs through him at, at that position and um I think I think they have a run deep in the postseason I'm not saying they're going to win a championship this year but I see a lot of good things happening if you look at the halftime score of this game tonight 58 83 it's kind of what it's been looking like they they mm. haven't had so many close games and so they they really are legitimate and there's a lot ahead for them this season yeah they're playing Minnesota tonight right yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns over there is a force to be reckoned with, so sounds yes, like Embiid's doing a good job shutting him down. Yeah, with yeah. with Embiid, um, Ben Simmons is actually second in the league in triple doubles. Really? Seven. So. What? Pretty sick. Get the fuck out. But what's even more sick is Westbrook's got 13. Yeah. He, that dude's averaging a triple double. In the last much. year of <laughs> basketball. It's incredible. And people say yeah. he's not the best point guard in the league. I, that's like my whole argument right there. Whole argument. Yeah. Is like he's averaging a triple double. My only argument to that is his shooting percentage is like 28. Doesn't matter. I just made that up, but. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds pretty low. Um, but anyway, um, what I've read so 42%, far. 42%. Holy shit. Yeah. Sorry. He's shooting 42% this year. That's fucking yeah, so fuck way off. better than it was last year. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. By like 10%. And two and a half steals a game. Uh, Philadelphia, from what I've seen, you know, I haven't watched much of them this year, but they, is, they need some help off the bench. Um, I saw they did work out Jody Meeks, Corey Brewer, and Brandon they Rush. Signed, they signed him today to a 10-day deal. Which one? <laughs> Brewer. Get out. A 10, 10 days. 10 day contract. Okay, Corey Jody Brewer. Meeks, Corey Brewer. It sounds like uh, the bench from the Lakers in like 2010. They are so old, so <laughs> washed. I mean, Brandon Rush, dude. When's the last time you heard Brandon Rush's name? He worked out for him. He was on, what, the Pacers back like 10 years ago? I was going to say Kansas. Kansas? Okay. Kansas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the last I heard of him. Yeah. So, I mean,. Sounds like they really need some help off the bench, but okay, Corey Brewer, 10-day contract. Yeah, Backstreet Boys getting a lift. <laughs> you got 10 days. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Just try to turn that into a 20-day. What do you say? I know. I, I need to read more about how that 10-day number was derived because I'm not clear on that. But, oh, well, it's like, what? why 10 days? Is, do they have somebody that's hurt for 10 days or something? That's what I'm saying. I got to find out. There certainly must be a reason. It has People, to be. There negotiate probably thirty days to get a ten day contract. Maybe at Corey Brewer's age, he negotiated the ten day contract because <laughs> yeah. he can't play that well. <laughs> He's like, I can take cortisone for ten days. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, MVP talks. Um, obviously, James Harden in the MVP talks. He's had like seventeen straight games with thirty plus points. He's leading the league. Unbelievable. It, with thirty four point eight a game. That's, in, that's, that's so many. Stupid. He, he's been going off like 50-something point games left and right. Um, hard to argue against him, but also in the running, Giannis. I'm not I even going to try to pronounce it. I can't even say that, Nate. I know. It's so Ante hard Tecum- and long. Tecumpo. <laughs> Ante Tecumpo. You only know that from the Lil Wayne song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is very um, true. Giannis obviously having a great year as well. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in the talks, but you got to give it to Harden, right? I want to... Uh, really quick, I want to point out, Harden is also, not only is he leading the league in points per game, he's leading the league uh, in minutes per game. So he oh, and even wow. Dwayne, so he's putting in that work. He's fucking, yeah. 
He's putting the town on his back. Yeah. Put, I love put it. Put simply, yes. Um, but I don't know. I just I think you got to give it to Harden, and there's there's no other option. It's a pretty clear choice. Am I wrong? No, I'm I'm right there with you, Lindell. What I do like you think that. about that? I agree. I'm trying to remember which game it was that he got that last three. Um, I watched it, and you just there are just certain guys that are so much better than the average. James Harden is just so solid and so dangerous and like some of the tweets said so filthy <laughs> he just rips that victory away from you oh yeah. it was against golden state of all teams yeah right right i mean yeah clear-cut mvp in my mind yeah so i mean if you're basing your mvp by what obviously best stats right best player yeah um this uh the score app, they have the efficiency per game. So that right. sounds pretty important. And Harden's third on that behind Giannis and Anthony Davis. Okay. So, I mean, it's looking good. Yeah. But the one thing I don't like, but it's because he's playing every minute of the game, he's leading the league in turnovers per game. Yeah. That'll happen, though, when you don't sit on the bench at all. So. Right. No, I get it. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Unless something drastic changes, he's well on his way to an MVP. Yeah. Um, one more question I did want to ask you, Lindell, regarding NBA. Um, yeah. Are the Lakers bad? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good question. They could be better. Uh, they could be a lot better. We'll see. I, you know, everybody – you get these guys that come onto the team and you have, you know, the, the Lonzo ball that's just got all of its subplot. You bring in LeBron James and you just expect everything's going to be win, win, win. And the first few games of the year that were not, I think fans were really surprised. And I think that there's a lot of improvement there that's, you know, still can be made because when you have the average person in Southern California saying the Lakers won, you know it's like uh that's not what people are used to so the lakers are not good right now they they could turn it around it's gonna take a lot but they are not great that's for sure yeah and you know lebron james being hurt definitely doesn't help their cause and it's pretty clear that without lebron james they're not gonna win many games i mean i I agree i did see that uh kuzma ingram and Lonzo, their points per game, like their stats have all gone, gone way drastically up, I'm sure. up. I mean, yeah, Kuzma had like a 50-point game the other day. Balled out. Balled out. So, yeah, but <laughs> without Le- without yeah. LeBron, they're just they're, – they're nothing. Yeah, so. I'm looking at this now, and they're 14-9 and nine at home. Like, you're playing at home in L.A., you got to – you're the lake show. You got to put on a show. Yeah, it's true. I think a lot of people don't realize that that is actually a legitimate way that the Lakers became what they are today is putting on the show. Right. You know, all you the celebrities sitting courtside. OK, at the Clipper game, there was a woman wearing a fur coat. You know, it's like you have a beautiful crowd. They may not be the deepest sports fans, but there's a show everywhere that you look and yep. they expect it on the court, too. Yeah, and it just hasn't been happening this year. So Yeah, no and, showtime yet. No. Yeah. And the Lakers are right behind the Clippers, a uh, game and a half in their division. Uh, Lakers are sitting in third, Golden State's in first. 
Okay, obviously. Yeah, they're probably going to be there for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, shit. Without LeBron, they got no fucking competition over there, so... But, yeah, if the season were to end today, the Lakers um, are not in the playoffs. They're the nine seed in the West. That's crazy. Okay. That's not what people thought was going to happen this year. But, right. you know, it's kind of the argument of is it earned or is it given? And just bringing LeBron in, I think, is kind of of that, you know, you paid for it. You didn't earn it. And, and yeah. so that's that's hard for fans that are loyal fans that don't like to see just this guy that came to get more championships come in. Right. Absolutely. I'd like to think, though, it's early, and LeBron's never really sat out in his career. Ever. So I'm thinking when he comes back, uh, I think the Lake Show starts up, and he literally averages 50 points a game for the last half of the season. It'll be like that quote from Pulp Fiction right before Samuel L. Jackson just unloaded on people. I will rain down on you with furious vengeance or whatever that biblical <laughs> line is. That's what LeBron's going to be doing with a basketball. He, yeah. He's never had so much downtime to just recoup his body. The dude was chilling in an oxygen chamber the other night. Yeah, I would too if I, I was a millionaire. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that looks <laughs> awesome. I know. Why heal slowly and normally? <laughs> I think I need one of those every morning before I go to work. Yeah. <laughs> every time I they walk. Should, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. You say those should be made available in places of employment. <laughs> Honestly. I need one every time I walk up the stairs. <laughs> Just give me the oxygen mask. Winded. Yeah, winded. All right. Well, Lindell, we'll let you go. We won't keep you any longer. Thank you again so much for coming back on, talking football and basketball with us. Uh, you're welcome anytime, obviously. Uh, we appreciate I it. Love, yeah, I love being a part of your show. You guys are so much fun. Thank you for having me. And we'll stay in touch with all the developments on our teams. And if they're good or bad, we're here for each other. <laughs> Absolutely. No matter what. Yes. All right. Thanks, you guys. Have a good night. You too. You as Thank well. you. Thank you. Bye. All right, that was Lindell. Thanks again to her calling in. Love talking some sports with her. Um, but we got some Penguins talk coming up here. They are still kind of hot, sizzling out a little bit. January 20th, National Penguin Day. Fucking mark it in your calendar. Don't forget it. When is it? Hang on, hang on. January 20th. January 20th. I'm going to mark it right now. Know your penguins, dude. No, what's your favorite kind of penguin? Uh... I I like the Emperor Penguin. I'm a big Emperor guy too. Yeah, mostly because it sounds like they're the ruler. You know? Right, that's what I'm saying. The like, whole kingdom. We don't fuck around. The whole we, Penguin Kingdom. We are top, top, not top dog. I guess top Gwyn. <laughs> top Gwyn sounds like a, a spicy Spanish dish. Even better, the top Gwyn last week, and the third star of the NHL, Jake Gensel. Gensel. Five goals. Five in one week. It's pretty good. They'll earn you a third star of the week. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. I pretty would honestly, I, we would say who the first and second star were, but we don't give a shit because it we, wasn't a penguin. We don't know and we don't care. Yeah, we don't waste our time on things like that. No. Uh, but the Penguins are 25-14-6. They f- fell into third place in the Metro behind the Capitals and the Blue Jackets. Uh, last week when we had talked, um, they were on a hot streak. They were on a heater. Coming to an end, though. A little bit here. I mean, they're still winning games, but uh, they lost to the Hawks, if you recall. Then they lost on Saturday to the Kings 5-2. to two, So 
Losing a few, but... <laughs> no. So get this. I wrote this down earlier. December 10th. Penguins. Got a W. Things are looking good, right? Uh-huh. All right. So then December 12th at Chicago. Lost. Uh-huh. December 12th, right? So from... What was it? From December twelfth. From 12th. December twelfth and on, they were ten and one. Fucking Pretty good. A heater. January sixth strikes. The Blackhawks. Blackhawks. They're the fucking worst. The, the pe- Hawks literally are sucking ass this year, and the Penguins have been playing as hot as they've been all season. Two games to the Blackhawks. Dude, every fucking year too. The the Blackhawks are the Penguin killers. They're twelve and two in their last fourteen. And the two are from the fucking chalks. And the the fucking Hawks are probably like two and fourteen. And the two are to the Penguins. Uh, I don't even think Hawks eat penguins, dude. They're not on the food, their food chain. Well, I don't think that Native American like Blackhawk Indians uh, reside where penguins do. Are you familiar with the Blackhawk tribe? Yes. Oh. They prefer the warmer climates. <laughs> whereas <laughs> your penguins, which National Penguin Day, January 20th. Mark your calendar. They prefer the cooler, more chillier climates. I honestly right now can't tell if you just made that up or if you're you actually know that for a fact. You have a pretty serious face on look on your face right I'm now. I'm 99.9% sure that that is accurate. How do you know that? Well, I just watched a documentary on Indians and penguins. No, you did not. You <laughs> fucking liar. No, but I did watch a documentary on Earth, which included a decent segment on penguins. So, <laughs> so you're pretty much a penguin expert. Pretty much. I was preparing for January 20th. Rightfully I so. I forgot the name of the penguin species, but in Antarctica, the mother and the father penguin... <laughs> Both have to nurture the, the baby penguin. So who gets the food? Well, they switch off. But <laughs> I watched this penguin, the whole fucking mess of penguins on this like <laughs> cliff, this rock, <laughs> all these giant ass waves crashing in, and they're getting tossed all over the place. They have to go out and get as much food as they can, like fish, and they keep it in their gut. And so when the waves come back, that's how they get back up on the rocks. And then w- w- <laughs> some of them were like bloody as shit because they're crushing up against the rock. Like it was like dangerous. Jesus fucking Christ. So once the dude fucking penguin got back up on his feet on land, he had a two and a half mile walk back to his wife and kid. <laughs> He just got tossed around in the waves. Here, then, walk two and a half miles, he you asshole. Gets, walks back two and a half miles, and it's just like miles of penguins. They all look the exact same. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this guy wants to die. <laughs> it's like being a kid at a concert and you lose your parents. Yeah. And you're like, everybody just looks the fucking same. I can't tell. But then the most wild part, <clears throat> instead of like hucking up all the fish in his belly... The penguins just put their like head and mouth in the parent, the dad's mouth, and he like 
regurgitates it right into their mouth. Yeah, it was called Circle of Life, son. No, you fucking <laughs> eat the fish off the ground, and then you better get ready because you're going out tomorrow to get the next <laughs> round. At least they don't shit it out and let them eat the shit. True. <coughs> Dude, they got to walk five miles each day. <laughs> it's not that bad. I used to do that. I used to walk five miles no, of school one way, no, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uphill in the snow. Back in my day. Back in my day. Yeah, man, those penguins. Got to watch out for them. They played a night <laughs> in San Jose. Nine their, o'clock uh, game. West Coast little roadie trip. San Jose's been really hot, too. Yeah, they are uh, 27, 13, and no, 7. like the city, their climate has been very hot. <laughs> yeah, global warming. Global warming's a real thing, obviously. Sharks are 27, 13, and 7. Pretty I similar record. literally just said that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> said, yes, oh. San Jose is 27, 13, and Second 7. in the Pacific, specifically. specifically. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> All right. Penguins are the uh, underdogs, the undergwins. Yeah. Rather be on bottom, dude. You know what I'm saying? I put in a 10-team parlay, included them. <laughs> And I put ten bucks on it to win what? Three oh eight. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's pretty decent, like, what I think is sure bets. Yeah, we'll see. Can't wait to lose ten bucks. Yeah, you're gonna go one and nine. Anyways, that's hockey. Go Penguins. <laughs> go <laughs> fucking Penguins. Don't regurgitate on the ice. Rule number one. But mark the twentieth on your calendar. National Penguin Day. All right, before we get out of here, we got pop culture news, a little bit, maybe. Uh, Michael, I don't know if you got music or anything. Um, I saw that Lil Uzi Vert said he's done making music. Thank God. And that was music. <laughs> <laughs> we really know how to put on a show, dude. <laughs> Taking after the Lakers. Uh, Clemson, national champions in football, they went to the White House. For I'm dinner. so jealous of that. <laughs> they went to the White House for dinner, and Donald Donnie J, tr- the Trumpster himself, feeds him a slew, a fucking trough of fast food. He had McDonald's Big Macs. He had Wendy's sandwiches. He had pizza. Okay. Fish fillets. Fish fillets. I love all those things very much. Like, top ten things I love in my life, all of those fall under that. Um, if you can give me a Big Mac, a JBC, and a Whopper in one sitting, I'll fucking jizz my pants twice. <laughs> but, to however, to, <laughs> however, don't jizz on the sandwiches. No. Um, however, how are you about to feed a team of football players who probably take their nutrition pretty seriously a whole mess of fucking fast food at the White House for dinner? I'd like to think that they looked at it as a mess of happiness. I'm sure they did, but like, what? And then I saw something that was like, Trump paid for it all himself. Yeah, I could fucking afford all that on my own. <laughs> a few JBCs, a few Big me? Macs. We, Big Macs are two for five right now. I'll fucking If we go out on a Friday Macs. night, chances are we're probably getting that same meal. The exact same amount. But I, it's just a wild move for me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they eat like fucking kings on campus, dude. They probably get like buffet of fucking good, healthy fucking steaks, chicken, whatever. 
a pizza, some roast beef, some chicken, a pizza. No, I mean just for breakfast. Some roast beef, some chicken, a pizza. Uh, but yeah, I just don't fucking get the move, Donnie. How about a little class, a little elegance? These are national champions. And then not to mention the White House chefs I don't even think are getting paid because of federal shutdowns. Correct. Bunch of employee, bunch of TSA employees not getting paid. Border Patrol, not sure about them. Coast Guard. They're probably getting paid. Coast Guard not getting paid. Like something like 800,000 jobs, people aren't getting paid because of this federal shutdown. Over the fucking wall. Not even the Great Wall. Just the wall. Not even Pink Floyd's The Wall. Just Donald Trump's wall. Fun fact about walls. I guess this is kind of soda culture. In the 1640s, the Dutch inhabitants of New Amsterdam built a 12-foot wall to keep the bad hombres out. <laughs> In 1664, the British ignored the wall and took New Amsterdam by sea. It's now called New York, and they took the wall down, built a street, and it's called Wall Street. Is that real? I didn't research it, but <laughs> the only thing that threw me off was hombres. Yeah, well, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe that's what they called gangsters back in the day. That's like something I would put on Wikipedia. Even better. A, a bunch of bad dudes came in. <laughs> These bad motherfuckers. Even better, it was nine gag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty So reliable. you know it's legit. Yeah, it's super legit. Almost too legit to quit. I just don't, I don't know. That seems made up. It was funny, dude, all right? <laughs> But anyway, if we've learned anything from Germany, walls are never the answer. Just fucking saying. People like Did to you compare. learn anything from China? Because <laughs> there's a sure shit didn't do anything. <laughs> Mongolians <laughs> knocked down that damn wall. <laughs> they their wall over there is pretty great, but uh we can't afford one like that, so sorry. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> to you. <laughs> fucking idiot, Donnie. You got anything else? Yeah. Uh did you just say Donnie? Yeah. Uh, so do you remember when I would always say I'm pissed that Donnie's Chop House doesn't sell burgers at like 9 a.m.? <laughs> I love where this is going. Well, you're not really going to like it because they're not going to start doing it. The fuck? But uh, I found out why they don't do it. Why? Because there's not enough grill space. Now, well, just fucking add another grill. How hard is that? A former McDonald's employee, Richard Widman, who worked with the company for 25 years, uh, he was requesting burgers in the morning since 1972 when the Egg McMuffin was created. They said, as the breakfast menu expanded, access to the kitchen equipment did not. Thus, the breakfast items and the regular menu items had to be cooked on the same equipment. So, like, we don't have enough space to be cooking up my... uh, bacon egg and cheese bagel along with a big mac you're one of the biggest corporations in the world put another fucking grill in there also they couldn't all be cooked at the same temperature put another yeah, fucking if you put another grill. grill in there you're gonna have to resize every fucking donnie's chop not even dude we'll find space there's Somewhere. plenty of space down here yeah my basement <laughs> We can put a couple down here, probably. But, dude, when I found this article, I was so pumped to finally find out why. And then I read it, and I was like, that's... A dumb fucking reason? Stupid. Like... Petition to have McDonald's serve burgers 24-7. Yeah, I'm signing that bitch. Yeah. 
I'll sign my life away to it. 100%. All right, what, what else you got, dude? Uh, Nike introduced those auto-laced shoes. Right. What a wild concept. Some Back to the Future type shit. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You use an app to what? Tighten your shoes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the, for the, that. <laughs> for all you lazy motherfuckers out there who are too lazy to bend down and tie your fucking shoes, no, no need to worry. You can just tie them with an app. Or you can save probably 200 or 200 bucks and just get some fucking Velcro shoes. Yeah, some Shaq zip-ups. Call it a fucking day. Incredible. Kinda, yeah, pretty nuts. Um, I also saw Steph Curry. He had a pair of NASA shoes. Like How you mean? Shoe made. Oh, okay. And uh, auctioned... They, the pair of shoes auctioned for 58 G's. That's fucking stupid. Why would you spend that much money on a pair of shoes? It's ret- ridiculous. <laughs> Literally makes me sick. 58 G's? That's more than I make in a year, dude. On a pair of shoes. That's pair fucking... Pair of shoes. S- pair of shoes. <laughs> shoots and ladders. Pretty nuts. And, um... Also, what's kind of nuts is uh, nuts. authorities were requesting Robbie Rotten's DNA. <laughs> Robbie Rotten. Cristiano Ronaldo's Cristiano DNA Ronaldo. from a rape case dating back to 09. How about that? I haven't really read anything on it, though. I briefly read it, but... Um, I didn't even know there was a case back in 09. Well, it's because he paid her $375,000 to be quiet. Oh, is that what they're saying? I don't really want to comment anymore because I don't have the article up. Yeah. But pretty wild. That is fucking crazy. He's like the wealthiest, most known athlete worldwide. It's like when Kobe did it. Allegedly. Yeah, it's when he was number eight. That's why he changed his number. Or when Ben did it. Allegedly. Twice. <laughs> Three Twice. times the Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Third time's the charm, they say. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or McGavin. Pretty nutty, dude. Pretty nutty. Pretty nutty world that we're in. It's a crazy, crazy world. It's been a crazy, crazy ride. We're just here to give it all to you. No issue. <laughs> nice. Uh, that about wraps it up, though. Episode 62 of the podcast is Tuesday, January 15th, 2019. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, at Yin's Daily, uh, the shoe page, music page, and our regular page on Instagram. Uh, at Yin's Daily for Instagram, the shoe page is at Yin's Kicks, and the music page is at 41Tunes, spelled out. Uh, check out Pulse Podcast Network. That's at Pulse Podcast Network on Twitter. Uh, get the app, guys. A lot of good podcasts on there. Super simple. It's free. Why not? Give it a shot. Columbus did. Uh, but we'll be back next week, same day, same time. Until then, we ride out. Peace. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, said that's the way, uh-huh. Yo, yo, yo. Go radio. Uh, 
Yo, fresh dapper, clever, jet black Beretta, black Gucci bucket, that match the lever. I go at niggas, press that together. That spell goat, I'm the best rapper ever. All my peers is a step back or better. I'm more Paul Pierce, but my step back is better. I said that reluctant, cause I'm a triple threat, meaning I could jab, step or step back and fuck it, fuck it. If your girl give me side eye and hit me with that text like, can she slide by? 1159 on a Saturday night, she getting dope on Sunday. Forgive me, side eye. Flow, dirty, master, give me high five. Throw words as caskets, nigga, bye-bye Controller like a boss, you know she like it raw And I'm an old, dirty bastard, shimmy, ya ya. See, when you this nice, it's a gift and a curse Niggas like Lowe's, you the shit, we should work We exchange numbers, they shift and reverse Cause they ain't trying to get their ass whipped on a verse Church, tell me that that just ain't whack shit And everybody top five lists ain't backwards I'm starring in a movie, I went to Hollywood And got the same old script from all you big name rappers So actors, it's action the way I hit It actually took passion to make my shit Rap niggas hit the pad when they play my shit Cause I attended every practice the AI missed Say my vernacular spectacular spectacle Special, you spectate, I expect you to I inspect the introspective With every inch of my intellect, no interjection Is this inception or Martin Luther with this exception Or disillusion, the disillusion so wicked I kick some shit confusing As God a critic like man is and flawed too If we in the image of God